Hello and welcome to another SustainableWineBlog.com podcast with me, Toby Webb. And joining me in today's podcast, I'm delighted to say, is Jean-Francois Ott, who is um, general manager, part owner, uh, director, part winemaker of, uh, of Domain Ott, and particularly where we're sitting, um, Romassin, which is in, in Bandol. So welcome, Jean-Francois. How are you today? I'm very nice, thank you. Very well, thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for the wonderful tasting we're having here on the table in front of us. We have your 74 Bandol Red, we have your 76, your 99, your 13, and your 14, and a, and a collection of your different rosés which you make across Provence and your white. So we've had a fantastic tasting of, of the full array of your wines. But for our listeners who don't know about Domaine Ott and maybe just think that it's Provençal Rosé, <laughs> uh, we know it's so much more than that. So why don't you give us an overview? Tell us a little bit about the different wines that you make. Okay. So Domaine Ott is a, it's a family story. My great-grandfather started uh, a long time ago in 1896 uh, with the first estate in Provence, in Chateau de Serre. Then the, the second generation bought uh, Clomiret in La Londe, in Côte de Provence too, and the third generation bought uh, Chateau Romain in Bandol. And uh, we are obviously producing a lot of rosé wine because that was the goal of my great grandfather when he first came in south of France. But we are also working a lot on white wine in Clomiret and a lot on. Uh, red wine. I mean, I think that's the biggest challenge of our estates uh, here in Bandol, is working a lot on uh, red wines to make them as as good as we can in this uh, region of, uh, of Bandol with the Morved, which is for sure, one of the best regions for for rosé for red wine in uh, in south of France. Well, th- thanks for the overview. I mean, effectively, you've got three properties making different kinds of wine, but um, you have a love for Mourvedre, and I, I can see that there there are considerable differences between uh, the years in your wine. So, um, is that all about the weather, or um, have you changed how you approach making your Bandol red in, in the last? Four or five years. Uh, I think the first thing we decided to work on is the the part because Bandol is a very small appellation, but with so many different terroirs and different places around uh, the area. So we needed to find first the best places for uh, to grow the, the, the our Morved uh, for the for the red wine. And uh, that's what we work on, and we are still working on this part because we are making so many uh, small fermentation and small aging with only a field in a part of Bandol, in Le Beausévieux, in uh, uh, Le Boula, in Le Bandol, very, uh, very close to the sea. And uh, we are trying to to know exactly what's going on in the field and obviously every uh, vintage is different i mean the weather is different uh the time we get the rain is different everything 
change, so we need to work a lot and uh, make sure that uh, uh, we are going to, uh, to, to, to get the, the, the right ideas about what we are doing on each field of, uh, that we, we own uh, today. So you're doing lots of experimentation and innovation to see um, how you can get the most out of your, your land and the grapes you're using. Exactly. And uh, everything, almost like a chef, everything is also a matter of taste. So we know exactly what we want to get, uh, the taste we want to get, the round taste, fruit taste, like red fruit taste. And uh, so... Uh, with those elements, we need to find the good grapes and the good place to grow those grapes and uh, uh, manage to make uh, the, 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 the red wine that we really like and that will be good young and that can age a long, uh, for a long time too. Mm -hmm. So you have a, a well-known consumer brand. I think you're one of the biggest sort of consumer brands in, in wine in Provence. I think everyone's, a lot of people know Domaine Ops. You know, you guys are good at marketing. You're in a lot of the restaurants on the Riviera. You're not hard to find, I think it's fair to say. Um, what do you think your, your consumers, you know, what, what do they want from you in terms of sustainability and the environment and, and your impact? And, and how do you interpret that in, in the way that you work? Uh, I think I think uh, lots of people know this about uh, rosé wine. They don't. Sometimes they don't know that we are producing red and white wine. Uh, about the way we are growing those uh, grapes, uh, I think people really want to uh, make sure that uh, the grapes are coming from our vines and. Uh, Today, more than ever, uh, people really want to have uh, the, the, the most natural product uh, without any, uh, how do you say that, but without... Additives and chemicals. Of course. And, uh, and making sure that uh, uh, the wines come straight from the, the field, the grapes and the wines. I mean, and we want to uh, keep working on uh, exactly those three uh, steps. And we think that if we are working well uh, in the vineyard, uh, we are going to have the best grapes. And if you get the, the best grapes, uh, making wine is very easy. I mean, you made almost 80% or maybe 90% of the job when your grapes are very good. So I think people want us to, uh, to make the, the best grapes, I mean, the best quality wine, and uh, they need to know that we are doing that for a long time, yeah. and we still want to do that for a long time. So we need to be very careful on what we are adding in the vineyard, in the field, and make sure that uh, uh, we are working like uh, people who are working in the vineyard. That means for 
a long time. I mean, mm. a really long time. So, one of the ways that a lot of wine makers and vineyards, wine brands will attempt to talk to consumers about sustainability is to get certified and have an organic label or an AB label or a Demeter biodynamic label. I mean, what are your views about doing this with, with Domain Art? Uh, that's the, the 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 really big question about uh, about that. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit uh, worried about not worried, but uh, I I just think that uh, we are responsible enough to make uh, not to make mistakes in the vineyard and in our fields, but. Uh, being certificated is the only way for us to uh, to to prove maybe uh, to all the consumers that uh, we are doing this the right way uh, so that's why the question is uh, is open but uh, still we don't really know yet but uh, I think we are going to to do some uh, uh, we will have to uh, just to, to to prove to people that uh, that uh, I mean we are working the the right way. So I mean you know that you're not using chemicals in your vineyard. Yeah. But you don't think they 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 don't know that. So yeah. Maybe you need a you think you need a label to do that. But then you have to buy a certificate to tell people what you already know. Exactly. Maybe I should show my accountability to show that I'm not buying any chemical products, <laughs> or maybe I can invite people to uh, to came to come uh, all the way through a year yeah. uh, to see uh, what we are doing in the vineyard. Uh, this is a model that a lot of big companies are using now. This idea of transparency. Yeah. You know, why get a certificate to say we are a good company? Because what is good and it's subjective, why not have, as you say, that kind of transparency? Yeah. Let people see what you're doing. And actually, I would love that because uh, I think uh, more than a certificate, people would understand what's going on in the vineyard and uh, how much uh, work is it to to have the, the best grapes at the end. Yeah. I mean, it's not uh, an hard work. I mean, it's... Uh, it's very. It's a nice work, but uh, still, it's a, a lot of work. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's call this to a close now. Um, Jean-Francois, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.